bring up to speed? We've come to this planet looking for intelligent life. Oops, we made a mistake. What we've got here is failure to communicate. for breakfast right now I'm very hungry hey ma the meatloaf we want it now the meatloaf this is Sparta we're not worthy we're not worthy you're worthy you're worthy get up you want answers I want the truth you can't handle the truth the greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist Dear tiny Jesus, golden fleece diapers with your tiny little fat balled up fist pawing. He was a man, he had a beard. Friends, rodents, quadrupeds, lend me your ears. Oh! Right, that means that it is time for the Varsity Radio Show, and we are so glad to have you here with us today on 88.5 JFM. It's a beautiful sunny day. It looks like the rain has passed at least for a moment. We're super excited about our show. And what makes these shows great? I think, honestly, it's the people in the room with me. To my right, the bearded, bald-headed wonder from down under wearing the old-school Alabama hat. It's beautiful, by the way. My bald, bald friend to my right, wearing the glasses, Jameson Fowler. Hey there, hi there, ho there. <laughs> there he oh, there is. There we go. To my left, we call him the Willy Wonka of radio. He is actually, he's a hero. He's a hero. We talked about it last week. Hero in training fireman. To my left, he slides the sliders. He pushes the buttons. He's so much more. He's my good friend, Steven Spiegel. Hey, hey, what's up, everybody? Hope you're having a great day so far. We got a good show lined up for you. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's going to be a really great show. Mm-hmm. And the headliner for today is our good friend Cooper Self, who is a Gunnersville High School graduate playing for the Sneed State Parsons. Mm, the Parsons. And uh, there is a Auburn baseball logo on there. We're going to talk about that, see if he's going a little farther with that. So uh, he will be in the studio at 3 o'clock. So if you want to see the guy, hear his comments, all that wonderful stuff, he'll be in the studio soon and very soon. And uh, we are going to start out the show with one of my favorite things in the whole world, Meme of the Week. Mm. Meme of the Week. And this first one comes from uh, Josh R.R. Jonk. Uh, no, you no, know no, who no. that is? I don't know. I think it's a play on uh, Tolkien. Yes. Josh R.R. Joking yeah, yeah, is yeah. the handle okay, here. There, there we go. And it says me. Jesus, should I buy this new book? Jesus says... Show me the latest new books you read. Me. I have no new books I've read. Jesus, you're right in saying I have no new books I've read. For you have 26 new books, the ones you know now own, you have not read. If you read your Bible, uh, you know that's a play <laughs> on uh, I get it. Jesus's yes. um, 
woman at Talking the well. The woman at the well yeah. in John chapter four. Yeah, so. that's hilarious. I like that. Uh, next meme. Why don't you do that one? This uh, this comes from something that happened this past week at the Reds and Padres game. Uh, there was a little girl that went to her first MLB game ever to watch her favorite player in the world, Joey Votto, she first baseman physical. for the Reds. Uh, he was later ejected from the game in the first inning, you guys. Now, in this whole scene, a fan, or what? Well, uh, Joey Votto, his coach, and a fan, all three got ejected in the first inning of this wow. game. These umpires were not playing around. But anyway, the little girl went there to see Joey, and she he got ejected, and he heard news that she was extremely sad about it. So a few innings later, he autographed a baseball that said, I'm sorry I didn't play the entire game and gave it to her. And then they came back for the game the next day and Joey got to meet her and he gave her some some more some more merch and gear and, and got nice. to talk with her and gave her some tickets. And it was a cool thing. Joey Votto is a class act. He is a class act until you see him get thrown off the baseball field. You want to see it? <laughs> yes, please. You want to see it? I pulled yes. video from it. He's, He's yes. also a competitor. <laughs> if you can read lips, I would encourage you to not. <laughs> Back-to-back strikeouts by Diaz. Well, he's chewing somebody out. Well, the third Not base... pleased with it. The third base umpire said that he went all the way around on the swing, and he thought he stopped in time for it to just be a check swing. In my eyes, he was wrong. He went. And then um, he just starts jawing. Oh, is that the coach right there? Oh, yeah, you're out. You're out. Well, he throws Votto out right there. Woo, Votto's in his face. And, uh, oh, yeah. He's chasing him. Yeah, Votto's giving him a piece of his mind. Um. <laughs> Somebody get security out there. Votto may take this guy's head off. Ooh. <laughs> and it went on and on. But, like, oh, he's mad. <laughs> that's the uh, that's the two sides of uh, of a major league baseball player. Wow. They love the fans and they're there to do wow anything they can to make their day. But uh, they're also there to win. That, that was that was pretty intense. That's, uh, I thought he'd never back off. That was so. Okay. He almost never did. It was. Uh, Mike Primavera. Self discipline is tough because I'm the boss of me, and the that guy runs a real loose ship. Yeah, I feel that. <laughs> that's true. That's true. I feel that. Totally. Uh, and then this one, you did this. This is good. We got a guy here that's just out enjoying the great outdoors, sitting by a river. And uh, he's on the phone. He gets a phone call and he says, Hey, man, can I call you back? I'm uh, just watching a live stream. Literally. <laughs> literally. Great dad joke. Gotta great have dad a dad joke. joke right after Father's uh, Day. When you become a grown up, and this is so true, people stop asking you what your favorite dinosaur is. They don't even care. They don't even care. And it's true. Like, so sad. And this this might be my favorite. Uh, wait wait wait! Of all, he needs music. Steven, need music. he needs like romantic music. I don't need this romantic is, music. This is for Elizabeth. I make my own romance. This is for Elizabeth, right here. This meme right here. <laughs> You're listening, Elizabeth. This one goes out to you, baby. You come into my life like a possum in the night, <laughs> and my heart. Was the cat food you stole? Yes, yes, yes. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. <laughs> oh, that that gets me every time. I'll scroll past that in my phone every once in a while and just chuckle. You know what gets me every time, Jameson? What gets you every time? Though? The charburger. The charburger in their deliciousness on every single plate that they ever make. All of it. They are so good. 
And they're open Monday through Saturday, 7 to 7. They're the home of the famous char-grilled Wildcat Burger, Chicken Fingers, Philly Cheesesteaks, and Jumbo Crispy Onion Rings. That's the Char Burger. And then, let us never forget B&B Video Games. It's a really cool place with probably the coolest owner I've ever seen in my life, Jameson. He's the only owner you know that's met Adam Sandler. So He has met Adam Sandler. Uh, he has been on lots of TV shows and movie sets. And he has five games that were actually filmed in, in Stranger Things. True story. Uh, that's And you can play in that. That's a possibility. You can actually play on those games. Uh, and that's at that place. B&B Video Games, close to the Pizza Hut. And then there's Boaz 9. Why don't you tell them about Boaz 9? all about Boaz 9. It's a semi-circle theater experience. If you're into like semi-circles, then this is the theater experience for you. Um, it's located it's a thing. In, on South McCluskey Street, suite number 548 in Boaz. Boaz 9 Cinema. Hey, we're going to go to... We are going to go to our live... So if you want to follow us over there, we're going to be talking about other stuff that will not be on the radio. Mm -hmm. Not bad things, just good. But come join us at Facebook Live at Varsity Radio Show right now. We'd love to have you with us. Hey, here's some great music. On the radio, we got NF, brand new. It's called Just Like You right here on the Varsity Radio Show. Just in case my car goes off the highway or the plane that I get on the side. So I sent you this, Stephen. I thought it was the most incredible thing ever. There was a bride and groom that had the most beautiful, incredible wedding cake I've ever seen in my life, man. Mm-hmm. Look at this, Jameson, right there. There it is. That <laughs> appears to be Bryant Denny Stadium. <laughs> it has LED lights in there that Those actually change Those are not LED color. lights. Those are LED screens that right. are supposed to be no, the but they have the cell phones. No, but they have the lights. <laughs> cell are they cell phones? I mean, like, I, I looked at this <laughs> earlier and I thought, are those cell phones? Like or Jumbotron. This is the thing. This cake can feed 300 people, as it looks. I guess it depends on whose wedding you're at, because I've been some weddings. That's not going to feed 300 people. Yeah, and I, I saw this story. I had to share it, because I thought it was... It only took them 130 Y'all, hours of work. That's here. all? 130 hours of work. Now, listen, I feel like I missed a grand opportunity to have this at my wedding. Mm. That would have just brought joy. If you wanted a mortgage for your cake, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. Gosh, that's like over three weeks worth of work. You're My not goodness. joking, and I'm wondering. I How really... do you keep frosting good for that long? Oh, a lot that of that's got to be fondant and gum paste. Oh, so a lot goodness. of that's not even going to be like good to eat and oh. chew. And oh. the, the cake, the sponge on the inside, would it get moldy after three weeks? I don't know. hundred. It's Ooh. 12 sheets of red velvet, buttercream icing, and cream cheese filling. Mm. The playing field made of fondant, skyboxes, jumbotrons featuring scrolling pictures of the bride and the groom, scoreboards, the Walka champions. 90% of this cake is edible, enough to feed 300. This cake was more detailed than one of Coach Saban's game plans. Now we go that far. Yeah. (laughs) That's crazy. That's crazy. And uh, Jackson and Caroline are the recipients of this cake and uh the person who actually made the cake said and auburn fans there's good news for you barb jokes that she doesn't charge any more for an auburn cake mm. so yeah just throwing right. that out there <laughs> uh i imagine that thing like you said cost a mortgage yeah <laughs> what do you think steven what do you think well, the cost of that oh the cost bad of that? boy oh my how many did you say it feeds 300 300 about a 450 dollar cake hmm I would say I'm gonna say in the thousands. You think? I think 
just because of the time. The time they were probably like we're putting labor cost into this. <laughs> like I'm not kidding. Like, and the I screens mean, and the screens. Well, you have to think about it too. Did it take? How did they factor in the labor? Is it took one person 120 hours, I or totally did it take four know. people 120 hours? They combined the hour for this person with the hour for that person with the hour for that person. So I mean, look at this. depends on how many people I on the team. To, I, I meant to send you this, that. but look, they can change the LED lights oh, on wow. the stadium. So I, like, I realize now that where the LED lights would be at, at the hyper, actual Bryant Denny Stadium yeah. are yes. actually on this cake. I, yes. I see that now. Yes. It's hyper yes. realistic. I mean, it's a good representation of the yeah. right there. That is insane. Isn't that nice? Anyway, I... I hope they make it. Uh, yeah, after that, you know... I mean, for no other reason, the good marriage luck has on to your marriage because of the cake and how much it costs. But no, I um I have family that have owned bakeries, and uh, they still do cakes every once in a while. And I have a friend who also works in a bakery, so maybe this is something I should ask them. I'm just going to shout out that just friend, like, Sarah. I believe in you. Sarah is one of them, yes. <laughs> Um, I believe you can make that happen. I, I, I actually sent it to my friend that is a cake artist who's done stuff, and she goes, "You have a lot of faith to me." Huh? Auburn Auburn cake would cost less. Stadium is smaller. Just saying, Derek yeah. Martin said. Come on, Derek. You were saying what <laughs> I Derek was thinking. Says, Derek says he nope. thinks it costs one thousand two hundred fifty at least, and I'm thinking the same because you're paying for the LED lights. Yeah, and it's the and Auburn the screen is definitely going to be less because they don't have a walk of champions because that would be like kind of like a good you know <laughs> i don't know though like if a, you want to make it super realistic you'd have the eagle that flies over that's true have some kind <laughs> of a cable true. some kind of a cable across so the eagle could yeah, fly yeah. over ah, the state. if it there had those sounds yeah sounds ah, you know i i don't know but you know make you it would, real you know what you wouldn't have though what a tree oh, oh ah. well is it still too soon is it still rolls too of toilet soon? paper no, Tumor's Corner. Rolls of toilet paper would work. That yeah, would work. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There you go. Some people celebrate one way. <laughs> we celebrate with championships. They yeah. celebrate with toilet, toilet paper. paper. I mean, you know, know whatever. whatever. You know, to each his own. Derek, yeah. T Rex. What is it? What was his response that made T Rex? That's his favorite dinosaur. Oh. <laughs> Earlier, one of the memes. Oh, remember yeah, 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 you yeah, yeah. Favorite dinosaurs. Yeah. You've already moved on from that. I can't I stop thinking about mine it. Mine too. Hurts my mine too. It's uh, like you know. Now that I'm adult, no one. When I'm done at the dentist, they don't tell me what a brave boy I was. Like, <laughs> they need to. Like, why? Right. Am I not still brave? I mean, you're putting these like drills in my mouth. Right. Yeah, they don't let me pick a toy out of the toy chest either. That is wrong. And I want to brush the giant teeth. Change. <laughs> hey, hey, change. Dot org slash two. You missed our our conversation last week. Oh yeah, the mm-hmm. otter spiders. Yeah, the otter spiders. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. Derek. Derek, did proposed, we ever start that? Derek proposed that we 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 did petition. We? No, I, I didn't go Come through with on. it. It was just a bit we did on the show. I wasn't going to make it real. Oh no, I want to see how many people would sign. Did we kick anybody the off of wild, Is it the otter wildcats? Uh, it's no, like the hornets. 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 Yeah. hornets. They were changed into the spiders just because they. Derek were. said it like this. He said, "There, that hashtag otter spiders." He said. Can you imagine things are getting tough, and all of a sudden you hear the hitsy bitsy spider goes out. It has to be played in a minor key uh-huh. so it would sound uh-huh. ominous, like Jaws. Like yeah. Jaws. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Oh e- man. Eagle might offset stadium capacity. Derek. <laughs> Derek is coming after people today. It was real to me. Derek said, "Derek, start the start the campaign, buddy." 
And the other yeah, thing about it is... Sa- um, tell me you saved the video at least. The other thing about Steven. the cake... <laughs> <laughs> I've got the video. Good. Is, um... Like, you wouldn't be able to do, like, a replica of their head coach because by the time she finished the cake, they might have hired another one. <laughs> ah, so, there it was. Um, there it was. Don't even get me started on a, on a Tennessee cake there where it's it nothing but just, like, you know... Trash can. McDonald's. Um, <laughs> Dumpster fires. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You remember the trash can celebration thing? Uh-huh. That, yeah. <laughs> that was Man, great. that's an omen. That was fun. That was fun. That lasted. Their baseball team's doing great. They're in the World Series right now. Tennessee. They got three SEC teams. Should be four. Arkansas should have made it. It was a heartbreaking loss. They had to NC State. But anyway, um, NC State actually beat Vandy last night. Wow. Um, but anyway... Yeah, Vanderbilt, Mississippi State, and Tennessee are all three in the uh, College World Series. Again, the SEC has the most teams in the College World Series. It's not just football, ladies and gentlemen. SEC dominates. Alabama has been exceptional. I know they didn't make it, but they've been exceptional in more sports than I can ever remember them being good at. You know, I was thinking... Softball broke my heart. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, it was a tough one. Oklahoma had a really good offensive team, and I think if Alabama... Which we had a great defensive team and a fantastic pitching staff, but we just could not give them the run support that I think you need to go all the way. Um, I don't know. I think when you when you get to that level, you're going to need to put up some runs. Yeah. Um, because even shut down pitchers are gonna are gonna allow a run or two. All right, we the got the series. money. How do we get better? How do we make it? How do we make what? How do we get better at baseball and softball at Alabama? Oh wow! I don't know how to fix all those problems. I mean, like <laughs> softball, there's not a problem. Like, they have nothing nice, you got to They fix. have nice facilities. It has nothing to do with the facilities, and I mean, you know, the coaches we have for softball and baseball. I mean, baseball, they, you know, it's softball for sure, phenomenal. I think with baseball, it's just going to take more time to keep building. I mean, you know, they they're not a bottom of the of the conference. I mean, they're they're kind of middle of the road, uh, but they're on their way. Yeah. Uh, I mean, softball, you just keep doing what you're doing hey, i mean you had you are, are had we one, not extremely happy about how the basketball program ended this year yeah, yeah. and i think I mean, the the cool thing is is that's just going to keep getting better yes but i was i was coach talking with somebody phenomenal. at work last night about this you know that coach k from duke is about to uh, this is this is going to be his last season and you think about it um the coach from north carolina retired Coach K is retiring. Kentucky has forgotten how to play basketball, apparently. I think we could see a completely new college basketball landscape here in the next couple of years. I'm not saying Duke's going to be trash. I mean, that's never going to be no, a thing. No, K's phenomenal. Coach yeah, K. and I mean, his replacement will, you know, they'll have to carry that tradition. Like, you'll have to run this program similar to how Coach K did it for a long, long time. Yeah. Because it's, it's how it's worked. It's how Duke operates. It's just part of the culture now. It would be hard to be the guy after Coach K or Coach Saban. Yeah, I mean, that's a comparable thing for sure. I mean, you know, whenever Saban does finally hang it up, I mean... It's going to be hard to be the next guy. I feel you just need to shut the football program down. I mean, what else are you going to do? Like, how much better can you get? Um, I'm sure they'll find good. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, yeah, our FCA guy should... I, I just sent him a message. I don't... Maybe they'll call in. So, anyway, they're actually at Lake Junaluska at a leadership camp. Like what? Junaluska, it's where we Who actually had North Carolina youth camp. Ah. Uh, it's in North Carolina. Uh, 
so fun stuff. What's your favorite Carolina? <laughs> North or South? I, I didn't spend a lot of time in South. I really like North Carolina. I enjoyed living there. We've had people from Charlotte listening to the radio lately. Hey, really? that's mm-hmm. nice. Welcome. Charlotte, I can tell Atlanta. you exactly who they are. We had Queens, Charlotte. New York as well. Queens. Oh, really? Who you got in, in Charlotte? Mary. Ba- Mary Fane. Mary used to do the... Mary Fane? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. She's in Charlotte. Nice. Um, yeah, that's probably who's listening. For that's those great. of you in Queens, um, <laughs> I don't know the I'm one in Queens. I'm not sorry so. about being a Braves fan. Um, <laughs> I'm not sorry about it. You, you you enjoy you and your Mets enjoy first place for now. <laughs> Come September. How's that going? It's it's not going great, but it's not going terrible. It's we're digging out of a hole. Digging out of a hole. Uh, no, the Mets are starting to heat up. We got blanked. Listen, well, Texas. Uh, Jacob Degrom, the best pitcher of our generation, <laughs> pitches for the Mets, and uh, yeah, he uh, he made us look ridiculous. <laughs> not so good <laughs> of he makes everybody look ridiculous though you know uh they sent him down to triple a to work on his mechanics and the uh the actual team sent out a post on twitter that said jacob de is throwing 102 miles an hour please send help like <laughs> the team's twitter page was just like please make this stop wow uh anyway you know i've seen some pretty smooth uh, i don't know uh, pretty smooth moves in baseball here lately. Oh, yeah. One in particular, I know you saw. It's not the one I'm going to play right now, though. And not the cancel, the slide cancel, because mm-hmm. I've seen that before. But this one, it's just the way that he slides into base is just great. Uh, take a look and see what hmm. you think of this. Oh, oh, that's Javi Baez. Totally didn't see the way. Look at him. And. <laughs> <laughs> Javi wow. play that's that's uh, like it. that's Javi Baez the yeah. uh, he made short, that look so easy shortstop for the Chicago Cubs yeah he uh, that's his that's part of his persona it's, it's like just, it's what I do for a living so he right? does that all the time his his nickname is El Mago which you know the magician and um he looks like it yeah. there he is so all right one of the smoothest players in the league what's for up sure. Cooper how, how you doing man you I got got you some food right there. Awful sweet of you. Yeah. We try. We're trying to take care of you, man. <laughs> my seat right here. Yep. Your headphones, your mic. Good deal. All right, you're going to have to explain the Auburn baseball, Sneed baseball thing. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Can you hear me? Yeah. 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 So what am I explaining? Oh, I will. During your interview, I saw on your uh, commitment thing from Gunnersville, it had Sneed and Auburn. Yeah. So are you playing at Auburn or Sneed? <laughs> I'm uh I actually just committed to Auburn, but uh I went to Sneed, you know, out of wow. high school from wow. Gunnersville. Uh That's phenomenal. Kinda went the, the junior college route. That was uh, the route that I felt like it was best for me. Yeah. And then uh Yeah, so worked hard and It's a dream, man. It is. It wow. absolutely is. It's uh I'm very blessed wow. with the opportunity. But I uh I put in a lot of time and effort. Um with my three years at Sneed, actually, mm-hmm. I I got a COVID year back, you know. Uh, nice. So I took my COVID year. You got two to go. Uh, and I, I do have two two years nice. of NCAA eligibility left. But uh, took my COVID year, worked real hard, and uh, ultimately, I guess, got this opportunity. So Dude, it's, it's amazing. <laughs> that's exciting. That's awesome. I'm, I'm 
I couldn't be more happy. I know, I'm, man. I'm that's <laughs> that's the dream, isn't it? It is. It's uh, it's been a dream of mine for a long time. Uh, yeah, I, wow. I worked, I worked hard, and I've, I've always dreamed. You know, both of my parents graduated from Auburn, mm-hmm. and uh, it's kind of just been a goal that I've had. You know, for for my whole career. Wow. And, and it actually happened, so it's kind of it's it's surreal, really. And I don't think it's all sunk in, really. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> how long ago did this happen? Did you get the news? Like, um, we finished the state tournament for for baseball or for junior college, Alabama state tournament, I guess. Golly, I'll have to look up the dates of it. But uh, I, I had talked to Auburn. You know, Coach Nonamaker is the recruiting coordinator at Auburn, and I had talked with him for for probably three weeks prior to going into the state tournament. Um, kind of had been in contact and and kind of just getting to know each other. And with all the all the COVID stuff, they can't come out and recruit. Sure. Right. So can't come out and watch games, yeah. I had to just kind of virtually and, and over the phone get to know him. And uh, the day after, or the day on the way back, that we lost our last game in the state tournament. And uh, the next day we got up and, and took the bus home, and it was it was actually kind of crazy because I was getting a lot of texts and, and calls from various schools that day, and none that I had really talked to other than Auburn. I had talked to Troy, um, and I had a standing walk-on offer from Troy, mm-hmm. and Auburn, they contacted me that day, and they said, hey, we want to talk to you now that your season's over and, and get more serious and get on with the process, and I was... I was like, yeah. Whenever you're ready, you just you just call me. I'll be and, there tomorrow. <laughs> and so we actually, uh, we actually that day we got back kind of early. We left early that morning from Ozark, and got home around uh, three or four, I think. Mm-hmm. And we there's a couple of us on the team that that we went out and we played golf at Albertville Country Club, and uh, or Big Spring Lake, I think is what it's called. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I had I had told them that that I would probably be on the phone at some point during the round. I didn't know when he was going to call me, but he ended up calling me on hole two. We uh-huh. had just, we, I was just about to tee off on hole two, and he called and like in the middle of your backswing or <laughs> <laughs> no, I was actually about to get out of the cart. I do remember that it's it was that that big of a deal. I, I remember getting, you know, I was about to grab my grab my driver and and my phone rang and I said, well, there it is. And so I just I kind of told the boys I was like, y'all go on. I'll just I'll walk and and I'll probably talk to him for. I, I bet they played six holes and oh, I was man. just walking every hole sweating and i was just talking to him ner- nervous one and then yeah it was hot out and i was sweating yeah. walking but yeah uh, we just talked and and he asked you know different questions about what i was expecting if i got the opportunity to go to auburn and kind of my goals as far as that goes and then at the end of the conversation he was like well cooper all i knew from you now is you to tell me war eagle and i was like coach <laughs> you, know, you know that you know the answer to that question that was the easiest so, part of the conversation i'm sure there's, yeah, it's a uh, Sam right there. It's kind of it's kind of crazy, you know. Like you would think, like a commitment, like when you make your baseball commitment, it would be some kind of like real formal thing, and it's really not. It's mm-hmm. it's just no more than saying I'm coming. Thank you for the opportunity, and I can't wait to get to work. And wow, uh, it, it it kind of surprises you because I, I hung up the phone and he he had told me he you know he said tell some people you love you know. And, and that have helped you along the way, that, that you appreciate their help and and things like that. And <laughs> before you announce it publicly, mm-hmm. and I got off the phone and I immediately called my dad because I had been talking to him like 
if they call me today and offer me a spot, I'm going to commit right there. And he was like, you better, or I'll, I'll, I'll kill you. <laughs> so so I immediately called him. I was like, you know, I think, I think they gave me the opportunity, but I'm not real sure. And But I'm, I think it was. And we just kind of, kind of thought about it, and he was like, he gave it to you. And I was like, yeah, he did. Wow. And it kind of, it really sunk in that afternoon when, when I talked to Coach Thompson, which is the head co- the head coach at Auburn, uh, he called me on the phone, and that's when it sunk in. It was like, man, he he really just called me. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so when do you so, start? Uh, my report date sometime in August, early August. Oh my uh, there's some freshmen coming in. Uh, I think the 26th of this month. So that coming up real so soon. So yes, we're gonna so. we're gonna talk about that story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you may have to recant that yeah. a little bit for yeah. for our on air. Yeah, that's man, awesome, Cooper. That's, I can't thank you enough for being here with us. Absolutely. So, uh, Sam, we're gonna uh, we're gonna go in in about seven seconds. Seven seconds. It's time for the FCA moment of the week. We're so excited to have Fellowship of Christian Athletes Sam Chance here. He's going to talk about some of the things going on in the wonderful world of Fellowship of Christian Athletes. Sam, talk to us, man. Sam. Yes, sir. Well, first of all, I just want to say uh, I just want to say thank y'all so much uh, for letting me come on. Um, right now, I'm at the FCA office. Um, and all our summer staff is very busy right now, hard at work, getting prepared for um, the two camps that we have coming up, uh, Coleman and Madison West. Um, and we're even looking forward to our power leadership training that's coming up in Huntsville uh, in mid-August. Um, so we're looking forward to that. Wow. That's awesome, man. And how can people be involved in that? Well, absolutely. So... Registration for both camps and PLT is open right now. Um, if you have a child ages 7 to 13 years old, they are eligible to join our sports camp at Coleman. Um, that'll be at Coleman First Baptist Church or our Madison West Camp, which will be held at Bob Jones High School. Um, and if you've got a 6th grader through 12th grader, uh, they're invited to come to our Power Leadership Training Conference. Um, we'll have Lecrae there doing a concert for us on Friday night. Um, it'll be very exciting, very good time, um, and we're really looking forward to that. That's fantastic, Sam. Well, man, and where can they find all that information? Can you tell them those social media networks or that website? Yes, sir. On social media, um, I know on Instagram we are Neil underscore FCA. Um, on Twitter, I think we're also Neil underscore FCA. Um, and you can register for all our camps and find out more details, more information about uh, how you can not only be a part of our camp, but um, uh, be a partner with us for these camps at northeastalabamafca.org. Wow. Well, Sam, thanks for joining us, man. Yes, sir. Thank y'all for having me. Good to have you. Hope y'all have some wonderful camps this year. Yes, sir. My name is Taylor Walls. My name is Bree Walls. And we, we are, are the Douglas Eagles. And, and you're listening to the Varsity Radio Show. Man, we're so glad you're here. And that's incredible. Yeah, I appreciate y'all having me. That's incredible, I'm man. Excited. I'm excited for you. So you got two more years? I you do. You probably have a year before you graduate then, right? Or I actually have two more years okay. academically as right. well as eligibility-wise. Okay. Uh, just with the COVID year, I didn't I didn't take many classes at Snead last yeah. year. It was, a, it yeah. was a very light load. And, 
Did y'all get to play at all? With Sneed? Yeah. Oh, we did. We finished our whole season. Okay. Okay, cool. That's awesome. Are you talking about the COVID talking, year? The, the COVID, COVID year. No, no, no. We were... We, that was very upsetting. We what did you roll. do to, to kind of stay loose and stay... I mean, did you do anything as far as like working out or... Yeah. Uh, were you, you had access to a cage or anything? With gyms closed, um, it was hard because, you you know, a lot of people don't have workout sets at their house. Mm-hmm. But, but a lot of guys, you know, kind of almost built home workouts mm-hmm. uh, workout sets and, and so that was cool um, and I, I you know I just found something around the house that I could do as far as working out and mm-hmm. then ultimately some of my, my friends you know we could get away he Austin Young is a is a, one of my friends he's from Etowah High School he played he was our shortstop at Snead he's still the shortstop there but he has a cage that uh, at his farm that's a big facility and, mm-hmm. and it has two cages in it and you can get down there and hit so we could kind of I guess stay away from everybody mm-hmm. and, and go down there and hit, and nice. it was that was kind of where we had to had to go. It was a uh, couldn't get on the field at all. It's need so mm-hmm. that's I had to use that. So was good. making it work, just you know, everyone had to do. I guess during during the whole COVID year, and I mean we even saw some like major leaguers having to do that. Like I don't know if you ever saw that video of Joe Kelly from the Dodgers where he was in his backyard working on his changeup and it got away from him and <laughs> broke an entire back panel out of his oh, <laughs> out man. of his uh, sliding door. Yeah. Uh, so Andra Brewer says, Yay, Coop, War Eagle. Meant to be, it's in your blood. Absolutely. She's a good friend of my family. So okay. Yeah. Appreciate, <laughs> appreciate her looking people shout out. out, man. People <laughs> shout out. And so uh you want to go into clutch and t- um, is it, was it three minutes. So explain to me how this works. We're on Facebook Live all the time. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, and then the radio station. Because on the way up here, I had tuned in the radio station. I didn't know yeah. how it, it kind of. Yeah. 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 yeah, we're on the radio and then between radio breaks, we're just on Facebook Live. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's kind you of a more. Keep it going. Relaxed. Facebook's always on. Yeah. So you got these phones yeah. or okay. cameras and their yeah. angles. Is there any way you can turn that screen form just a little bit so we can so kind of see what we're looking at? And so right. that's yeah, what it okay. looks like Absolutely. from Facebook. Got you a three so, shot right now. And that's it. Ruth A. Walker says way to. I'm sure she's going to say go. go. Oh, she's <laughs> a sweetheart. She's a sweetheart. <laughs> but anyway, that's how we communicate. We see the. We follow the comments, and we can see there's cameras, and he changed. He's a genius. He changes the <laughs> angles and the way things look. He makes Absolutely. it look. Per- very perfect. Yeah. Way to go, Coop. Only for you. I like to. Uh, awesome. So. I like to call this portion of the show the Varsity Lounge. Yeah. It's just very relaxed. <laughs> We're all just here hanging out. Yeah. yeah. Until yeah. we go on air, and then it's a little bit more uh, formal. And there's usually music. You'll hear when the music's playing, or you'll hear the intros to yeah. the show. That means you're on the radio. You're okay. Yeah. Okay. You're actually. So then the radio broadcast can hear you, but he's playing music in between. You just mm-hmm. can't. Yeah. Hear that. This is what so. rock and roll feels like, Cooper. Yeah. <laughs> this is what rock and roll feels like. I never knew. <laughs> so, would you rather have a water than a Coke or something? I, I just had that from okay. the house. So. No, I'm fine. Okay. All right. I've actually, yeah. I got I've, you a burger. So. I've been trying to stay away yeah. from, from the Cokes. Yeah. And they've yeah. kind of, I've got, I've got to lose a little weight and, and get in better shape. But, but I'm working you towards You look like that. you're in pretty good shape, Coop. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I got a long way to go, but everybody does, you know. Everybody wants to get better every yeah. day. But, yeah. And to play at that level, yeah. you, you have to have that kind of commitment. So, Leanne Parker Russell says, War Eagle Cooper, so proud of you. 
Absolutely. Wendy Cooper self. This is Cooper's mom. His dad and I are so proud of Cooper War Eagle. <laughs> so Yeah, they brag on me a lot. Well, they're your, they, they are your parents. If they didn't, I'd be concerned. Yeah. So Without them, I wouldn't be here, so I'm very thankful. That's awesome. I like that a lot. Well, we're going to go into... I know you've been here. It's been a while, but you clutch, so it's basically our like small devotion thing. I'm going to yeah. be talking about being a champion, so... Absolutely. You know what that means, so... You're, no, you've lived it, man. Yeah. <laughs> You're there I don't know now. I've been a champion. No, yeah. That's not my. I wish I was a champion. Oh, but, you but got, maybe one you day I will. Close. <laughs> hey, you're going to a school that can do yeah. it. That's right. Yes. Have you, uh, have you been watching any of the College World Series? I have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've watched a lot of it. So how uh, how shocked were you when Kumar Rocker Ten gave seconds. up that home run the other night? I mean, he's he he's ultimately it's arguable. You know, he's he's best in in in, in that league right now. Mm-hmm. And now, today's clutch moment. And I think it's appropriate because we have somebody who that we're going to talk to in a few minutes who met, who has made his dream come true. Uh, I mean, when you hear what school he's going to, I think you're going to be pretty impressed if you're listening out there. And so I think you can comment on this. You're good at this. So we're going to talk about being a champion. Uh, and I think all of us deep down inside, we want to be winners. We want to be champions. And I'm going to put it to you like this, Cooper and Jameson. Nobody plays even a board game without wanting to win, right? Absolutely. I mean, <laughs> nobody, there's not a sport or an event or something that you don't try to be the best at. Uh, and, and Cooper, he's been with Sneed State, uh, and I'm going to hold what school he, he just got accepted to off. Uh, but he has been at the next level, and he's going even higher. Uh, and your intention when you go at you've never gone into a game with the intention of losing, have you? <laughs> that sounds like insanity. Right, <laughs> right. Nobody does that. He's and not there I, just to have fun. No, no. And I, <laughs> But, I mean, I, I think that is intentionally ingrained in us, right? Absolutely. Nobody plays a game or a sport or an event or anything with the intention of losing. We want to be winners. Uh, so if that intent is so deeply inside of us, how do we become champions of the faith? And that's what I want to talk about. How do we become a champion? Uh, and, and the first thing I want to say is champions become champions because of their training. You were talking about it. Cooper was talking about mm-hmm. it a minute ago. During COVID, he found ways to train. He eats different. He works different. He does things. Am I right? Absolutely. You, you do things differently than... Me and Jameson and Steven would. Because you have a goal to reach. And so, First uh, Samuel 17, 34 through 37, David is, is talking to Goliath. And we've heard the David and Goliath story our whole lives. Mm-hmm. And David is uh, King Saul. He tells King Saul, I want to go after Goliath. And the king looks at him and says, you're a kid. Have you lost your mind? I mean, basically, mm-hmm. that's what he said. That's my version. You've lost your mind. And he says this. Uh, he he said, he tells him, but I've defeated lions and bears. And if they came after my sheep, I would beat them with a club. He wasn't afraid of the giant. He'd already, I don't know about you. Have y'all ever seen like lions and bears in, in real life? I have. Like at the zoo? Maybe I mean, zoo. <laughs> well, yeah. Which one of you would like go just bear, with the club in your hand and be like, hey, let's go. You know? I don't know. No. <laughs> I don't know about that. I might send a friend out there to check it out. Right, right, you know, right. So, hey, go see how you do against it. I'll come help. 
<laughs> we'll yeah. see how it turns out. I don't have to outrun the lion. I just have to uh, outrun you. Anyway. Yeah. Um, it, it's so that's where David is right now. He's like, man, if they came at my sheep, I would club that thing. Mm-hmm. And so, if you can imagine, the giant probably didn't look as scary to him as everybody else. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying it wasn't a big obstacle, but it probably didn't scare him like it would us. So, why is our daily Christian walk, Jameson, so important to us becoming spiritual champions in the long run? I think, you know, it's something that we we're talking about now is, um, you like, if you're going to be a champion in anything, but especially even in the Christian walk, you can't be passive about it. Yeah. You have to be proactive. You have to make a commitment uh, to, you know, to better yourself uh, every day. And, you know, you're talking about training. And the way we train is we're, we're in the Word. We're in the presence of God. We, we you know, we pray throughout our day. And yeah. we strive um, for His heart. Yeah. And strive to live like Him so others can see Him in us. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, I think that's kind of what David's right here. He's not being passive at all in fact he wants the smoke no he's after the (laughs) job because he knows you know who is in him and he knows you know i mean we'll get into that that part a little bit here in a second but he knows that the god he serves is bigger yeah than whatever and anything and i think cooper would admit this champions become champions through the challenge through the challenge uh and uh israel was focused on the obstacle when david was focused on his god Mm -hmm. and uh let me ask you this cooper Tell me about a time that you were challenged that it actually built you up, though. Like, the challenge actually made you stronger. It made you better. Um, actually, when I when I first made the transition from, from Gunnersville to Sneed, uh, I chose to live on my own at, at, in an apartment in Boaz. And, yeah. And it was very, very challenging for me because I was always under Mama's wing. You know? Yeah. And that's, that's, that's a bigger deal than, than Mama's a lot of people cooking. think. That's right. That's right. <laughs> And so it was. It was very hard for me at, at first, and I, I remember making calls to my mom and saying, "I'm ready to come home, and I'm ready. To, I'm ready to quit right here." And thank God, she uh, she didn't she didn't come get me. Mm-hmm. She made me. She made me stick it out. Yeah. And, and it it made me, you know, a stronger man, and it, it it allowed me to learn how to get through things on my own, and yeah. and how to how to how to, how to face your giants. Mm-hmm. I guess. That's, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Jameson, what is the challenge that you faced in the past that built your Christian faith? Oh, um, I think just, you know, what I'm walking through now is this whole waiting process to get to Vienna. I mean, this is, yeah. um, it's it's been just a, 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 a journey where it, it seems like every time I feel like I'm getting somewhere, the, the rug kind of gets jerked out from under me and I have to just remind myself that it's, you know, it's God's timing and that he's, uh, you know, he's doing, he's doing, there's a reason I'm here. Yeah. And um you know, I'm just it's just a journey of constantly surrendering what I think what my timeline is uh to what he's doing and what he wants to do and just to just surrendering my will to his. I mean, that's yeah. that's something that I've I'm learning right now and um yeah. <laughs> that's good. And then my last point is this champions become champions through their mindset or their knowledge of the end game. Uh I what I like about David is David defeated Goliath fully aware of his destiny. Years before this, David was anointed to be king eventually. Mm-hmm. David went into this knowing, well, I haven't been made king yet. You know? <laughs> yeah, I, haven't happened yet. I gotta live yeah. to be king. Right, yeah. that's right. So I, I'm gonna survive this battle because I know I'm gonna be king one day, you know? Yeah. And, you know, I think we take that away from the story, but he was fully aware. Yeah. He had been anointed to be king. He knew his destiny. He yeah. knew what was coming. 
So tell me about a time where you walked into a situation, Jameson, because God had taken care of you before in a similar situation. Oh, man. Like, you saw the situation before, and it's you knew he would do it again. Man. There's just, I don't know, like... I'm trying to compare it to a David and Goliath thing here. <laughs> uh... I just I think there's been several times where I've it maybe it may sound small but there's been times where I've been invited to like speak somewhere or you know you know for like uh, do like a mission service and I'll yeah. I'll have like no idea how this is gonna go and I'll have like something that I feel like God's laid on my heart and <coughs> and like you never know how that thing is gonna go you don't yeah. I, I'm always like kind of in my head and nervous about it but there there was there was this one time where I, I went. And I spoke, and I, even when I'm speaking, I'm sitting there thinking, I don't know if this is connecting. Yeah. I don't know if they're getting it. I don't know if I'm making any sense, you know. And um, but I power through, and the uh, the pastor came up to me afterwards. He's like, "You have no idea how much like we needed to hear that." Yeah. So like God had gone before me. Yeah. And he had, he had, you know, prepared the way for me, and I was able to, you know, just stick to what I knew and yeah. you know what he had given me and. You know, it worked out, and everything was cool. Wow. Well, I want to say right there, don't don't give up on being a champion. All of us have it deep inside of us, and we can accomplish that <laughs> if we'll do those things. Mm-hmm. Proud of you, Cooper. Kenny Chafin, proud of you, Cooper. What a great representation of Gunnersville and Sneed State. Rodney Allison, proud of you, Cooper. Renee Rogers, hardest worker around and a great guy. We love him. He's my daughter's boyfriend. <laughs> Renee Rogers, when he left for college, laugh out loud. Did I get them all? They're uh, so, all think so. great people. Amazing people. Helped me along the way. a lot of fans. Sure. Somebody calling in. Yep. I bet it's my car's extended warranty. Oh, I didn't yeah. go through. <laughs> it was a one-ring wonder. It oh. was my car extended warranty. <laughs> I've gotten my warranty extended through like 3022, so I'm good. Anytime that thing breaks down. Nice. Nice. That's a that's a bad joke. Yeah. Well, man, you got a lot of fans. Uh, I appreciate them watching. <laughs> Cooper will be on in twelve minutes, so share this. Tell everybody you know. You got nine on right now, but uh, Jordan Rogers just came on and said, "You're awesome, Cooper. So proud of you." Taylor Camper, bring the afro to Auburn, Coop. Explain that. Uh, Coach Chafin don't know about that. I, uh, <laughs> coming into, I guess it was my sophomore year, I would have turned, well, actually my freshman year, summer. Summer after my freshman year, I was uh, I was 15, and, and I went into that summer playing 15U baseball. Um, I played for a travel team out of Oxford uh, called Excel. Yeah. And I had a massive afro. and Like and a I, legit one. Oh yeah, and, oh, wow. I, and I pulled it back like into a headband. You know, it was it was the time when everybody was wearing headbands and they had long hair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And my curly hair didn't allow for that. It was just <laughs> it kind of kind of kinked up. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that I played baseball at Gunnersville my freshman season with that hair, and every time I pitched, my hat would fall off, hmm. and it was it was atrocious. And and when I got to excel that summer, they told me that I had to get it cut off, and so I, I did get it cut off, but. <laughs> 
but it was yeah it's it's not going to Auburn sorry Taylor but <laughs> but it's a uh, got to got to look presentable for sure you know so <laughs> I can't have that kind of hair it's just you're in the big leagues man no no <laughs> not the bigs not the bigs yet is uh, that your dream it's definitely a dream uh, it's very few people make it to the, to that level um there's actually a guy from Gunnersville Clayton Daniel that's that's making some noise you know mm-hmm. he's 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 done great. And, uh, what organization's he in? I believe now he is with. Did you say Clinton Daniels? Clayton Daniel. Clayton. Um, he is with. Who is he with? He he started out with the Cubs, and now he's been traded. But I can't remember right now who he's actually with. You know what level of A ball he was in? Or uh, I think he made it a double A. Okay. He, he might have. He might have made it to the Dodgers. Yes, yes, yes. He's with the Dodgers. Okay, now. so yes. if he's in Double A, he's not in OKC because OKC is their Triple A team. I think Double A is—is is it Las Vegas? Is it the Isotopes? Ah, oh, you know a lot more than I do. Sorry, yeah, I'm a little <laughs> bit of a baseball nerd. <laughs> the Dodgers, other Clayton. Yeah, as in not in Clayton Kershaw. Uh, yeah. Did he go to Jacksonville State? He did. Jacksonville yes. State. Yeah, I think I got the right thing. Pulled that. Here. Out of uh, out of Gunnersville. Yeah. He yeah. Was, uh, he was a big. I only got to play with Clayton for one season. Uh, it was actually, there's again, talking about Coach Chafin, he he pulled me up for my eighth grade season and, and ultimately gave me every every opportunity to, to excel in baseball that a, that a young player could ever ask for. It's, uh, I, I thank him, you know, so much for that. And But but I got to play with guys like Clayton and, and those older guys that, that showed me, you know, the right way to play. And, wow. And fortunately for me, Clayton is – I mean, he is very few and far between. He's mm-hmm. he was amazing, and and for me to get to learn under him was was truly a blessing. And wow, looks like he's about to pay off. And I got I got to hear a lot about him, you know, through Coach Chafin. But but if I was Coach Chafin, I would talk to talk about him all the time mm-hmm. because he was truly amazing. He was a special player, and he wow. still is, and still going. People see that every time they mm-hmm. watch him play, and and you know that's all I could ask for is if is anybody that watches me play, hopefully that I stick out to him and and in a special way, not just athletically, but sure. But as a person as mm-hmm. well, and, and he's a great. So I guess we probably had you in here your senior year. I believe so. I came in with uh, with Coach Chafin and and I believe uh, one of my best friends, Jack Clay. I'm okay. not sure. I can't remember who it was, but I know that I came in with Coach Chafin wow. my senior year. Yes, sir. Wow. It was a uh, it was awesome. It's when uh, Josh Range was here. Yeah. He was my youth pastor growing yeah. up. So yeah, it was awesome. Good old Josh. Josh, I love Josh. Absolutely. Fantastic they've, guy. They've had a lot of luck with uh, bald-headed uh, co-hosts. Boy, yeah. So. It's a thing here. Let's see who's calling now. Um, and the double-A team for uh, the Dodgers is the Tulsa Drillers. Is that who he's with? No. Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Then, yeah, OKC is their triple-A team, and then they fly you from triple-A to... Do me a favor. Go ahead, move that stuff out of the way, and pull that microphone a little closer to you, to you the base of it. I need you just a little closer to it. Yeah, get up in it. We're good. Yep, that's Sounds good. good. That's good. Sounds a lot better. Yeah. So what position Thanks. do you play? Um, I play corner infield, so first and third. Uh, I can play the outfield. I, I guess my title uh, would be utility player. Okay. Which is uh, something that I've always done. You know, I've always played played multiple positions. Um, shoot, I think at Gunnersville I played every position but catcher. <laughs> so, so it was good. Yeah. Uh, Catcher's a special thing, man. It is. Like, they take a beating back there. Actually, until until I was... I started my 7th grade season at Gunnersville, and 
and I had caught all the way until then, mm-hmm. and and I kind of hung it up after that, and and and, <laughs> yeah. and became a, a position player mm-hmm. on the field, off I guess not a catcher, yeah. but and I think. I think what a lot of people kind of miss, I mean, other than just, like, the physical side of being a catcher is, like, you, I mean, people talk about how mental baseball is, you know, and I mean, uh, you'll, I'm sure you'll talk more about that here. I mean, you can talk about it now, too, if you want to, Um, but, um, like, for catchers, they have to be, like, the smartest people on the field, because they're trying to handle, they're trying to call a game for the pitcher and with the pitcher, you know, trying to figure out what they're doing as far as, you know, having a game plan for, for each hitter. And you know, um, you know, I mean, they they uh, they're the only people that get to see the whole field, you know. Um, anyway, I think that's my theory as to why so many great managers were once catchers. But anyway, yeah, I've learned. You know, one of the things that I've learned going into college was was just how valuable a catcher is, and and a catcher, like you say, mental side. It's it's very hard for a catcher to hit because of all the mental side. As far as he's he's basically the pitcher's babysitter you know he he takes he takes care of him and he's as soon as you know the inning ends he's back to to getting and and knowing the next three batters that are coming up and how they're going to attack those batters and and i have a lot of respect for those guys Mm -hmm. because they do take a beating and and they have a lot on their plate and and it's very hard to do that it is wow so all right tulsa drillers kenny chafin says Yeah. yeah i haven't done a great job of following Following him there's, right now. There's your coach, Chafin. That's right. There he is. Absolutely. What there a guy. Bring, uh, and then Kenny Chafin, he was an all-state first-team second baseman. <laughs> yeah, I was. Uh, I, that was my junior year. I was kind of based on who pitched. I had, I had to play different positions and, mm-hmm. and ended up making all-state all, all as a second baseman. Nice. So it's kind of a joke, but but it's, it's awesome. It was a good good accomplishment for me. But. Janice Janice Edelman says watching. That's my grandmother. There she is. <laughs> she said, Men, your whole family showed up. Oh yeah, <laughs> they're very supportive. They love this kind of stuff. So, um, so now that now that the family's all here, um, I think the time has come to. If you guys have embarrassing stories, uh, <laughs> yeah, there's yeah, nowhere there. he can go. We've locked the door. Uh, he's here. So, um, I'm just gonna say, if he fights us, we're down. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. He's got more muscle than we do. <laughs> so we got the hot. Maybe. Uh, yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, you'll probably do. I need He's not to, short. I wish <laughs> I'd grow up right some. Huh? I wish I'd grow up right some. Yeah. But, What's your height? Uh it's like right at five eleven. Five ten. Okay. Yeah. Not very tall. Me and you were both what, six I'm three? Six two, six two and a half. Six three. Yeah. That'd and be, a half. That'd be yeah. amazing. Yeah, you take it. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Take it. <laughs> There's no doubt. Well, all the fun. How long we got? Minute fifty-five. Minute fifty-five. <clears throat> Thanks for making room for us though today. Yeah, oh, I really man, do appreciate I, it. This is this is an, an honor for me. I love uh, I love doing this kind of stuff. I got got a chance to speak on two other radio shows uh, before our state tournament, and it was. I mean, I've fun used to i didn't really listen to the radio yeah and, and now i mean i rarely ever listen to my phone music i i just listen to the radio because i love I talk shows like this it's i noticed awesome. i noticed the older i get the more i listen to the radio yeah yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah for sure yeah, i think I it's that but i enjoy He's it growing up man He's growing up Seth. <laughs> I, I feel old 
But yeah, <laughs> I could just hear you in your car, just like screaming at the radio about like politics or something. Just like obscure. <laughs> Don't talk judge radio. me. Don't judge me. Yeah. <laughs> All right, kids, quiet down. This is NPR. (laughs) I have never gotten that excited about NPR. Jonathan Coley Adams says, great young man, War Eagle Cooper. War Eagle. Thank you. Oh, man. Most I've ever said those two words in my life. You just read it. <laughs> yeah, I see that. I see that shirt. That's just, I know. Weird. I know. I don't know about that. I'm trying to, I'm trying to honor you, Cooper, okay? I'm <laughs> trying. I'm giving you the best I got. How do you... Uh, you got faith in their football coach? In Auburn's coming up? Uh, I don't know. We'll see. Coach Horst. <laughs> he's, um, he's got a good track record from yeah. what I hear. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm interested to see how this he treats him. But. I have a feeling it's going to be a sneaky good hire. Um I'm not. I'm. I'm kind of alone in that feeling. God, I hope you're right. Friends, I do but, hope you're right though. Uh, I have a feeling it might be a sneaky good hire. I don't know. We'll right. see. It's the Varsity Athlete Interview, and we've been teasing it, but we're so glad that you're here listening. We have the one, the only Cooper Self is in the room, mm-hmm. and uh, he is going to talk to us about some pretty incredible things that have happened between last year and now. Uh, and so, Cooper, when did you start your baseball journey, man? Uh, I mean, I, you know, I, I knew at an early age that, I guess probably probably ten or so that I, I knew that I could hit. Um, and then and then from them on, I just kind of cling to that to that factor that I could hit. And coming up through high school, playing summer ball, and you know, being around people that love baseball, it allowed me to to kind of find my love for it and, and ultimately decide that, that that's what I wanted to try to do. And I wanted to maybe one day make a career out of it, but but at least go to college and, and get some get some college paid for. And uh, it was able to happen. So I would say at an early age I knew that, that I wanted to play. When did you know that you would be able to at least be college level? Even if, even if community college, how did you know? Uh, I had an idea. When I when I was a freshman in, in high school, uh, I, I I thought that I was that I was pretty good, and I had people telling me, you know, that that I had a chance and that that it, it could be possible with hard work. And then throughout high school, I started to really understand the kind of chance that I had. And and with co- talking to coaches, you know, as mainly I talked to junior college coaches and that was ultimately when I knew okay well they have interest in me I have a chance yeah and uh I actually funny but I thought I had a lot better chance than I did when I when I went to Sneed I thought I was a lot better and it was a quick reality check because (laughs) there were guys that were just like me they were the best player in high school and and now I have to compete a bit against them and and beat them out ultimately for position on the field and and it hit me hard yeah it did I was gonna ask you what that transition was like, and then I'll let Jameson ask what. What was that transition like? You said a reality check. It is. Or did uh, you realize that you weren't playing with people who just show you know? Yeah, it's uh, you know, high school is is you have a broad spectrum. I mean, I know you you only have probably twenty five people on the team if you're lucky, but but it's you've got kids that that could play college ball. You've got kids that are only there because their parents are making them play a sport. Um, yeah. And you've got kids there that that are lucky enough to make the team, and they just want to be a part of a team. And it it really hit me in college because obviously, you know, 
everybody talks about when you make that transition how you get more more freedom as right. far as as high school goes you know you go to elementary school you have no freedom mm-hmm. you're 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 coached and teach the whole time and middle school it gets a little easier and then ultimately you know through the steps it it, it always gets gets looser per se um yeah. and i had that freedom on my hands um i had a lot of time to do whatever i wanted to do outside of baseball which took up a lot of time but it was very challenging um but it's it's a challenge that allowed me to grow up uh, mentally um spiritually and athletically and, wow. and i'm for that i'm thankful wow uh, yeah, man. Go ahead and take us through some of those those challenges that you had. Like, you know, I know you said that you had a lot of free time on your hands. What was the thing that just kind of you had to really kind of say no to, and you know, to attain the goal that you? Uh, I was blessed in high school with a great friend group. Um, we we spent a lot of time together. I mean, it was every 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 day pretty much. I was with somebody, and we were doing something. Um, when I got to when I got into college, I had this just boatload of classes yeah. thrown at me and on top of that i had baseball practice and i was trying to do everything that i could when the fall game started to be in the starting lineup and right it was so overwhelming but i think the thing that i had to kind of let go of was was just my my friend time mm-hmm. um it was either studying or practicing and and my freshman year at, at Sneed, i didn't understand the on your own practice mm-hmm. and to a young player that maybe you know trying to trying to do that that same thing that I did as far as go to go to college and play ball, the the time you spend, you know, for a baseball player in the cage on your own figuring stuff out on your own is is so valuable and and it's something that I didn't really understand until my sophomore year. I had guys great leaders in front of me at Sneed that that kind of pushed it on me, but I kind of pushed it away and I didn't I didn't I wanted to just kind of you know do what was required and mm-hmm. not not what wasn't required and the stuff that's not required is is what gets you better ultimately wow so, when did you make that transition the transition as far as as starting to do that extra stuff yeah my sophomore year yeah uh at Sneed, which wow. was the covid year um i my freshman year like i said i had a lot of leaders that kind of helped me and and one kid tyler finke that he actually transferred. He's our shortstop. He transferred to Southeastern Louisiana, mm-hmm. which is Division One college in Louisiana. And uh, he and I, we, he would he would come pick me up. I would go pick him up. You know, it may be 11, 11 12 o'clock at night, and we would go. Uh, Five Star Sports in Albertville actually gives us Sneed baseball players a membership at a discount. Uh, there are awesome people up there, and they have a 24-hour uh, cage that you can go hit in, and we would go and hit. And he helped me a lot, and then – that was my freshman year and then my sophomore year he was gone and i didn't have that and so i had to find new um new new friends to to go hit with on the team and during that kind of meantime i, I transitioned almost to a leader yeah um, he he was the leader ultimately he knew hitting and i didn't know a lot about hitting i knew some but i didn't know a lot and when i trans transitioned into the the hitting leader i guess of of the group that was going to hit mm-hmm. It allowed me to focus in on my my own self and and, and get better. Wow, kind of goes along with what we've been talking about today. Is that you weren't you weren't allowed to be passive. That's right. You, know, you had to be proactive about what you're doing and about your preparation and uh, like being prepared before you show up for practice. You know, sounds like it made the difference uh, for you. So, 
uh, and just to hear you talk about how you had to kind of grow up in that in that time before you you know started. When did you start to see that kind of pay off on the field? Like, and what what did that do? Did that continue to motivate you? Like, it was a uh, it was difficult because my freshman year I had a great season, um, a season that that most freshmen would die to have, and and I'm thankful for that. And it was it was a lot because of my hitting. Um, Coach Underwood gave me. The head coach he gave me an awesome opportunity to play left field um, and get some at-bats, and I ultimately started every game. But I I just kind of used his training my freshman year to, to hit, and, and it works, obviously. But my sophomore year, actually the game before we, we got done um, or got canceled because of COVID, I hit two home runs in back-to-back at-bats um, mm-hmm. at East Mississippi Community College, and that was kind of I, I was I was struggling before then, and <clears throat> I decided just to you hear it all the time, but trust my training and and go into that game with a clean slate and try some things that I had worked on on my own, and ended up you know hitting two big flies and it was awesome and it kind of sucked because that was when it got cut off. Yeah, and I think that God had a had a plan though for mm-hmm. me in that I had that success and I got that taste, mm-hmm. and then. Over quarantine, you know, I was able to to really, really hone in on my individual swing and and learn it. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and that's that's a big part. You know, in high school, you don't learn, you don't understand your swing. You may think you do, but you don't. And and I probably think that I understand it now, but I don't. <laughs> and and I have a lot of growing room, you know. But but that's when it kind of paid off. Is yeah. is when I started to trust my own training. And when well, this is exciting, this is what we were talking about the whole thing. So. And this is what I think people are going to be excited to hear. Now, your payoff now, because you're not done. That's right. Most people are done (laughs) at community college. He just got the offer of his life, which is just, it's exciting. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm excited for, I'm a Bama fan, but I am excited for you. Like, just really. And so, Cooper, talk about it. Talk about what just happened to you. Well, uh, I had been in contact with, with Auburn and, uh, we had talked about some different things, and and they gave me a shot to play. So, so I'm I'm going to be going to Auburn to to try to make some noise down there. Hopefully, uh, hopefully it'll happen. You know, I'm I kind of another thing going back to to the my COVID year at Snead. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. At the beginning of this year, I didn't know if I wanted to play baseball after that. I kind of started to work with my dad in the summertime and and make some money, you know, and and I got a I got a little taste of what money tastes like, mm-hmm. and I loved it. And so, at the beginning of the year, I didn't know if I was going to play. And my dad, he kind of urged me to go back, thankfully. Because mm-hmm. um, we had the opportunity to either be done with Snead or go back for our COVID year. And, and he pushed it, and he said, man, you know, money will always be there. You can always make money. Play baseball while you can. And and I listened to that, and I went into this this last year with my head down and, and just tried my hardest to to give it everything I had this one last time and just to see what happens. Play with no regrets and to see what happens. And if if I get to the end of the year and nobody wants me, that's fine. And <laughs> it, obviously you see how it turned out. But that's kind of the same attack that I'm going to take into Auburn, you know, is put my head down, get better and give it everything I've got. And if we come to next spring and my name isn't on the lineup card, then at least I know individually that I gave it everything I had and – I helped somebody out along the way, you know. Yeah. It's, 
one thing I learned about practice is, is if you have someone behind you pushing you every day, whether they're pushing you a little bit, if there's ever a shadow of a doubt that they could start over you, you are going to get so much better. And that's yeah. one thing that we didn't have at Sneed this past year was was kind of that competition aspect. Mm-hmm. And I wish that we would have, even though we were a very special group and, yeah. and we did a lot of a lot of historic things at Sneed, um, but my freshman year, there was a lot of that challenge, you know. And at least if, if my name isn't on the lineup card, like we talked about, that that I know that I helped somebody on the way to make Auburn better, which is, you know, the school that I love and, and I want to see win. So yeah. I, that's kind of what I'm clinging to and, and what I'm shooting for. Wow. That's, um, you know, I'm going to back up a little bit. Can you take us through kind of learning your swing a little bit and kind of explain what that means? Because I think to a lot of people – they don't understand just how meticulous and painstaking, painstaking that process can be. Uh, this might be get a little baseball nerdish here, but that's okay because you're a baseball player. And, Absolutely, um, I love this kind of stuff. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, just take us kind of through what that is. Like, if you're like a 50-50 guy, you're a 30-70 guy. What is what's your approach? Kind of take us through some. I know that's a lot, but well, as far as as far as uh, learning your swing goes. Uh, I always believe that God has a plan, and and the plan that God laid before me was to put me in front of Coach Underwood, and he is the best hitting coach I've ever had, I've ever been around, um, and he taught me so much, and I think ultimately, hearing him talk to me every day, you know, coaching me through different things, um, and and failing, is is how I learned it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we can get down to the fundamentals of it and all that kind of stuff but ultimately failing to me and and learning how to get over those failures um is how you learn your swing and and i was able to do that and i'm still doing it to this day i mean we hit every day you know i i take a class at sneed that way i can hit up there in the summertime and and we've we've just about hit at least three times a week if not every day of the week i started back working a little bit with my dad to try to you know have some time on my hands to to focus on something other than baseball just a little bit but we've got to hit a lot and i'm still learning um there's always room you know to learn but failures Mm -hmm. is is what i would have to say to to learn your swing you have to fail Mm. they say it's a sport of failure it's really good (laughs) i feel like i'm learning so much right (laughs) this is great no i don't no this is great it was actually a joke among my teammates they I kind of took the leadership role this mm-hmm. year at Snead, and and I hated it. I didn't hate it; I loved it. But <laughs> but I hated to be that guy. You know, there's mm-hmm. always that guy. But but I was constantly coaching people up. Uh-huh. I guess probably when I shouldn't be. But but they by the end of the year, my nickname was Coach Cooper. So, <laughs> so it was they joke about that. But it's okay. Yeah, it's uh, they needed it, right? It was a great experience for me because yeah. I think. Also, going back to learning your swing, you know, you can't learn your own swing and you can't fix your own swing until you can fix someone else's swing. Mm. And those guys, you know, that hitting group that that I got to go and hit on or hit with, you know, every every weeknight was was ultimately a big part of how I got to learn my swing mm. is, is learning theirs. Because you can see them, you know, you can, you can only video yourself. Yeah. But you see them from every angle and you can fix them. And when it when you see improvement... That's that's when you say, "Ooh, you know, it actually worked." Yeah. And and then you get confidence, and yeah. then you start to to fire it out, and that's what I did. And, and they got upset about it. Some they would be like, "Man, you 
you just always coach me up, but I just want them to succeed. Yeah. You know? And, and I, I think that's what every coach wants. A lot of people mm-hmm. think that, that coaches want you to fail. You know, they're like, he, all he wants me to do is fail. I don't. They want to help you. Every one of them. Yeah. I think that kind of goes back to, you know, we were talking about the mental aspect of the game. And I think, I mean, talk about a little bit how your perspective, how important that is. Because, I mean, like you were just talking about, I mean, you, you have it in your head that your coach just wants you to fail. There's almost no way you can succeed, right? Yeah. You have to talk, talk to me about that a little bit. You know, I did. Going to college, I got to meet a lot of different people. I got to meet people from different areas. You know, I was used to be from Gunnersville, down home mm-hmm. southern people, which is, is who I am, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and I got to got to see how how people, you know, how they how they prepare. Yeah. And and mentally, I can tell you that that preparing for baseball games in college, if you can dream it, people do it. <laughs> if I mean like down to what socks you wear, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. What underwear you wear? I mean, people mentally get so wrapped up into, you know, I guess, what's the word for it? Like superstition. superstition. Yeah. yeah, yeah, superstition. But, but mentally, if if you're not on your game, the next guy will beat you. And and even at junior college level, you know, and that's even going to be more more prominent at the next level. Mm-hmm. So, mentally, people. People are crazy, <laughs> and they and they do some crazy things to to succeed in, in baseball. And what what's the craziest thing you've ever? Oh, done? I was hoping is there that any, question. Is, <laughs> is there any superstition that you do? Do you just like not wash your your socks or your underwear for like as long as you got a hitting streak going or anything like? That? I am actually not a superstitious person. Okay, um, so I got to kind of see some other guys that were, but I have definitely seen some people wear wear underwear, you know, for two games in a row and, and the game may be three days apart and they didn't wash them for three days. And Man, it's, a lot. That's 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 way, way out of my league. I'm not, <laughs> no, I'm not son, doing that's that. That's not going to help you. Is that the craziest <laughs> thing you've seen? That's probably one of them. I mean, underwear and socks, that's just, that's wild to me. I yeah. Mean, it's not your underwear. Wash your, your clothes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, wash your clothes. It's not your it's, underwear. Your feet aren't far enough apart. <laughs> your do elbow's it. dropping. That's like. right. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. not a... You're trying to pull the ball. I need you to coach him up during that right there. <laughs> I don't know if I can get any coaching during that. Hi, I'm Blake Bolden. And I'm Jim Ahead. We're we the are Cross the Lines, and, lines and you are listening to the Varsity Radio Show. show. This I'll is gold. I love this stuff, man. Hey. No, we're enjoying it. I'm enjoying having you here being honest. As long as these questions aren't just like dull and boring. No, okay. no, no. They're good. Um, <laughs> I enjoy talking about it. I tell you, like, this is what this is for. Talk all you want. This yeah. is what, you know, we'll, yeah. we'll tell you when you're out of time, but, you know, we've we've had people that come in here. we got and about like 10 they're, minutes. They're afraid. Yeah. Like, you know, and a lot of these, you know, they're they're really good kids, but sometimes they'll come in here and it's like, so, you but know. But they're not at his level either. What do you like, about, what do you like <laughs> about football? And they'll be like, uh-huh. And we're like, yeah. oh, that's the kind of interview we're gonna have. Yeah. So yeah. Jackson Long says, "Heck yeah, Cooper Cell." <laughs> he was he was part of that friend group in high school. You yeah. Know yeah. That good friend group. That's Jackson, awesome. Jackson's a great guy. That's awesome. Gunner for boat mark. Go buy you a boat. Yeah. <laughs> His dad owns Gunner for boat mark. That's ah. nice. That's awesome. But yeah, man, we're I'm really enjoying this. I'm enjoying this Philly cheesesteak from Charlie Burger, man. I'm it really you. is good. It does look it good. Really. I got you a burger. I know. Okay. I need to. I need to wait. I'll, I'll probably eat it after I leave. Yeah. Thank you so much for that. No, hey. I appreciate it. I never know what people really want. So. <clears throat> so. Burger's fine with me. Yeah. It's awesome. I figured Why? you'd had char burger. Oh, yeah. yeah. I actually ate there, I guess, last Wednesday, maybe. Yeah. It never. I, I don't 
don't think I've ever eaten anything I didn't like there. Mm-hmm. Honestly. So why do they always give you a pickle spear with the sandwich? I have like, no that's idea. just like why is that an accepted practice among sandwich places? It's I don't, I don't have a, a problem thing. with it. I just wonder what how did that start? You should look that up. <laughs> I need a long pickle. That's what that's what it boils down to. You know what this sub needs? It needs a pickle. Yeah. We'll throw a pickle on the in. side. So what's the wildest thing you've seen? You were talking about super stick. What is the wildest thing you've seen? <laughs> that you can you've share been? on Christian Yeah, that radio. you can share on Christian, right? <laughs> well, I mean, I, I, other than the underwear thing, I really don't have anything that's, that's crazy, crazy. But I, nobody was like. To me, that's very wild. I mean, no, that's I mean, crazy. <laughs> you're, 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 you're right. But nothing like in like Major League where he's like praying to to some foreign god and like burning incense or anything like that nothing <laughs> <laughs> that'd be yeah creepy i've uh actually we were we were playing wallace hansville this year and uh their their head coach took them to the shrine uh, to get prayed over what he had taken like a team there i guess a couple years before and the and that team had actually won the world series and so i i guess that he was <clears throat> superstitiously thinking <laughs> but that was that was maybe this will work and i didn't under I didn't understand that. That's, uh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> it's not creepy I know, at all. I know. I think it was back in 2000. Be like, don't touch me. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say it was like the late 2000s. <coughs> we got, we got. We seven, got about seven. 25 seconds. 25 seconds. Yep. Anyway, the Cubs are in a wild card game, and it had been the first time the Cubs had been in the playoffs in a while, and they had like a Catholic priest come in and bless the dugout. God. Yeah. They didn't win. <laughs> so, yeah. We're not going to do that tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> and we're back with Cooper Self and with one of my favorite interviews in a long time. Oh, it's been great. <laughs> I just like this guy. Thank you so a lot. much. I mean, he's just amazing. Uh, but Cooper, you're about to go to the big leagues, everything else. Who would you <laughs> say, uh, I mean, Auburn, but that's a big deal here. It's I mean, a huge deal. I say it like that hey. because how many people from this area ever make it that far? Rare. It's, it is rare. rare. And, it's a, and that's it's why I say it like that because that's huge. Uh, and I think you know that. And, I do, yeah. But do. Uh, who would you say some of your heroes are that have gotten you to this point that you... Uh, I think you've talked about some of them, but who are your heroes and... Uh, how, how would you say they've gotten you to this place? Uh, I mean, definitely my parents. Um, they sacrificed time and money, um, lots of it. Yeah. Uh, to watch me play, you know, summer ball on the weekends and and freeze their tails off at at Jim Whitaker, you know, mm-hmm. on a night that it's it's sleeting. Um. So, as far as heroes go, that they would have to be mine. Um, they love me so much, and I love them so much, and, yeah. and I'm so appreciative of all they've done for me. Wow. What's it like hitting a baseball in weather like that with a metal bat? Honestly. <laughs> um, Are you so numb you can't feel it? <laughs> I, I've never done well in the cold, no. which is it's very, you know, luckily Auburn doesn't get quite as cold. It definitely mm-hmm. gets cold, but it doesn't get quite as cold as it does up here. But I can remember nights, you know, up here at, at, at Jim Whitaker on, on Gunnersville's Field that, that it was so cold that 
you just wanted to think, why are we here? Why are we playing? <laughs> <laughs> and and I don't do very well in the cold. I love to duck hunt, but, but <laughs> I love to freeze my tail off duck hunting, but not playing baseball. Yeah. It's just no, it's not my cup of tea. But, Gosh. But, I mean, that's something you got to do, you know. And usually I hit I hit singles on those mm-hmm. nights and home runs when it gets hot. <laughs> so, or at least try. I don't know. The warmer it is, the hotter you are in, in baseball. Oh, I mean, yeah. You know, oh, yeah. And weather helps that a lot. I mean, like yeah. when it's cold, the ball is not going to fly through the air like it would That's when it's right. hot. So. Absolutely. I got a question for you. So talk about the transition from using the metal bat more to the wooden bat. Is there a huge difference between the two? I've only I've only used wood uh, in the summer. Um, when I go to Auburn, obviously, I'll hit with metal. But uh, basically, if you could take a baseball and cut it in half, that's what it's like hitting it with a metal bat or a wood bat. Metal bat, you can you can get away with with not hitting it on per se the sweet spot, mm-hmm. um, and and even get a hit. But with a wooden bat, if you hit it on that not so sweet spot, it it'll shatter in mm-hmm. your hands. You know, so it's it's definitely harder. Uh, the ball doesn't travel, you know, like it does off a metal bat. Seems like to me, but but it's it's definitely a, a big transition. It's it's hard. So tell me about, you know, you've been in college for three years. Tell us about a funny moment that you've had, something that just, you know, <laughs> may not have gone the way you wanted or just just made you laugh in, in the midst of baseball. I guess, uh, you know, one of, one of my – it was one of my best times, and those that were there to experience it will we'll probably say the same thing. But on the way back from a, an away game one time, we were – we were on the Sneed bus, and we had a microphone in the front. And basically, it was like a four-hour ride. And, and from the time we left, we, we did karaoke the whole way back. And, <laughs> nice. it, and it was just, it was amazing. Uh, what song did you sing? I can't remember what song I sang. <laughs> Facebook, there's somebody out there that remembers. Somebody, um, don't, come on, talk to don't us. Don't be afraid to let us know. Don't if you got back. video, and it's... Uh, it's Coach, uh, Coach Jeff Simmons, he's a he's a clown. I've, I love that man, but... but he sang. He sang a great song. And I, I'm, I'm not. Just, I'm not gonna exploit mm-hmm. the exploit <laughs> the name of it. But, but it was amazing, and that was one of my most memorable times. That's and, great. Kind of. So. But it rhymed with what? The the name of the song rhymed with what? I don't know if it rhymes with anything. <laughs> okay, but, but right. we don't need to. We don't need to talk about it. <laughs> oh, <all right. laughs> That's just baseball stuff only, though. So you, you had to be there for that moment. Gotcha. Okay. But uh, he's a great guy. Nothing. <laughs> nothing bad. That's, a, that's something we haven't talked about. Tell us about how like clubhouse culture is, like how important that is to a to a college team, and just how important it is to have guys in, in the clubhouse that are going to keep you loose uh, as well as keep yeah, you locked a, in. That's a great topic because due to COVID, we didn't get to use our locker room at Sneed this year. Um, we had to change in our cars or at, at home before we came up there. You know, guys coming from class had to change. You know, in the bathrooms or something, but. But the locker room is, is where you find your team culture. It's where you find your brothers. Um, and in, in junior college, they always say junior college is where you'll find your the people that are going to be in your wedding. And and I think that's true. I think it's very true because I've found some of the some of my best friends came from junior college. Me and, too. Me too. Yeah. And uh, it, it was hard for us because we didn't have team chemistry, um, which is a big deal in oh, baseball, yeah. um, until, you know, probably midway through our season whereas my freshman year we probably had it before we left out for christmas so it's a big deal and it's it's very fun um of course i've only gone from gunnersville to to sneed and seen that change but yeah. i'm very interested in seeing the clubhouse culture of of auburn you know sure. how those guys it's gonna be much nicer <laughs> yeah 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 for sure the much nicer uh, facilities. facilities right absolutely. that's what i meant that's um, what I meant. absolutely yeah 
But yeah. kind of, you know, I know we talk about uh, team chemistry in a lot in sports like basketball and, and football, and they kind of have to move together as a cohesive unit. Kind of talk about what that, not not that you don't in baseball, it's kind of the point I'm kind of wanting <clears> to see your perspective on, because I think a lot of people see non-guys on a field and think, how can their, how can team chemistry help non-individuals? Like, yeah, kind of so. talk about that a little bit. I've always heard the, the saying that hitting is contagious, mm-hmm. and and I think that's true. Um, I think, you know, if somebody if somebody gets a hit, the next guy is going to get a hit, and team chemistry allows that first hit to happen. You know, believing in each other and and trusting in each other, and, and knowing that if you fail, there's somebody behind you that that will help you. Mm-hmm. And and with that with that attitude, you know, you you just go in and and you play as hard as you can, and and your training takes over. Mm-hmm. But chemistry knowing that someone behind you loves you and and wants you to succeed as bad as they want their self to succeed mm-hmm. is is so important in in a hitter's wow. hitter's lifestyle so it's not like if you go up and you strike out and you've been slumping that you've got a, a dugout full of guys that are just kind of bitter and angry at you it's not like that uh i can attest for sneed state and that's far from the truth okay um yeah. sneed state has a, a wonderful culture um the people there care about you they love you even all the way into the teachers mm-hmm. um but but no i've never felt that you know i've never felt uh, there were times you know that i that i did strike out and and people are very uplifting and they're mm-hmm. not that's that's the snead culture it's not we we try to I, I say we but coach Underwood tries to bring in guys that that don't carry that that type of mentality and and to me that's mm-hmm. that's amazing and yeah I, I love that about you can't snead. have that kind of toxicity in in a locker room I'm and sure. it's We've had that, you know. In the in the fall, you have some guys that come in like that, and, and they quickly find their way out. But, <laughs> not that they get ran out, but it's just not the place for them, and yeah. and it's the place for for people who care about each other. Well, Cooper, uh, I want to ask you this just to end the interview, because there's a lot of kids out there, possibly listening. I if they want to make it to the level that you're going, what would your like were, what would your advice be for them? How what do they need to do? What do they need? How do they need to strive? What what's the best advice that you think you could give them? I was on the way over. Or here. a young you. <clears throat> yeah, you know? I, was, uh, I was on the way over there, you know, over here, thinking that, that this question would get brought up, and I was thinking about how I'd answer it. And the best way that I can that I can answer it is kind of long, and that's how I answer every question. That's fine. But you're doing great. I think that whatever you do, if you're going to be great at it, you have to love it. Yeah. Um, for for parents out there listening, um, I I always hate to see a parent push a kid to do something that he doesn't want to do. Yeah. They may not know that he doesn't want to do it or she, but if they love it, they will be good at it. Yeah. And and that's one thing that my dad allowed me to do. My dad stayed out of the picture. He he paid for lessons when I asked for them, um, but never once did he force one on me. And I am so thankful for that because it allowed me to find out if I loved it mm-hmm. or not. And to me, that's that's what allowed me to get to where I'm at. Mm-hmm. Um, but but one, love it, and, and two, work so hard at it that you cannot stand to see somebody else do it better than you. Mm. And, and if, you, if you do that, your athletic ability will, will take over and... And, and you'll be fine. But 
but give it everything you've got every day don't take a day off because you only get one day you know you only get that one day and then it's gone and obviously we all live with with things that we wish we could go back and and take take over or, or redo but yeah life is not that way and yeah. and so you only get this moment and so take every advantage of it you can and and love everyone cheer everyone on and be a good teammate and the rest will take care of itself man i think i speak for all of us in this studio we are so honored to have had you today absolutely not yeah i'm honored I, to I, have very you impressed. you have been so good and uh I feel like I need to go home and wash my underwear now. Like, um, <laughs> no. Just <laughs> every day. Uh, anyway, uh, we're just so grateful that you came in, man. And, and at the last minute, thanks for coming in yes, and being a part of this. So You're such a big deal, and this is just mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah, and thank yeah. you for, for anybody out there watching that's that's had a, had a key part in my success. You know, I, yeah. I, I appreciate it so much. And Wow. I wish I could thank you in person, but there's so many that, that I couldn't thank all mm-hmm. of them in person. Wow. But thank you guys as well for letting me be here. Well, thanks, Cooper. And the cool thing is, man, this is just the beginning. Yeah. Yeah, well, I believe big things mm-hmm. for you, thank especially you so after this interview. Thank you so much. He was amazing. Yeah. I mean, really, you. the it's chance not, not that we get... You get to, to talk to a Division One college oh, athlete. Oh, my gosh. Just There's sometimes we do interviews and I come away like, Wow, mm-hmm. he was one of those people. He's like, an and everything guy, yeah. you can see why he's going Division One. Yeah, because I mean, you can hear the the uh, the, the hard work the in knowledge. his voice. I mean, I don't know if that makes any sense, but it I mean, does. you can tell that you know he's above he's the rest. I mean, you not can just hear it. We got twenty seconds. We're going to freestyle, but man, wow, good, good, good. Interview. I just that's all I can say. Thanks wow. for letting me. Thanks for letting me interview him. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. He's he's going to be one of the top ten, I, I think, mm-hmm. here at the varsity. Eight seconds, guys. It's time for the Varsity Freestyle. All right, and that lets you know that sound, that music, the wonderful intro lets you know it's time for you to call in. And your, this is your chance to win two tickets. To the Boaz Non-Cinema. The Semi-Circle Cinema Experience. Yeah, the Semi-Circle Movie Experience. I believe that you know these questions, and we want you to call in. You make this show so much better. We just got the opportunity to interview one of the best athletes we've ever had on this show, Mm -hmm. honestly. Uh, And we want you to be a part of this show in varsity history. So I'm going to ask you a question, and then you're going to call in, and you're going to win tickets. That's how this is going to work. Question number one, and I believe you could answer this one, James. I believe not throwing down anyone on you. can answer this. I feel like he just called me dumb, but it's I okay. I did not. I did not. If you freeze water, what do you get? If you freeze water, what do you get? I believe in you. This is your summer question. Uh, the number is 256-505-0885. And now I want to introduce you to our varsity sports analyst, the man, the myth, the legend, Greg Glasscock. What's up, guys? Steven, we got to get this man some intro music. He's a <laughs> Greg's oh, that cool. Greg's that cool. What, a, what an intro. I tell you what, what a build-up. I, I like that. Greg, what, what what theme song do you want when you come on here? Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'll just let it be a surprise. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll leave think... it up to you guys, which might be dangerous. But, uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll do that. 
Well, Greg, tell us what's going on in the wonderful world of Marshall County sports. Well, I tell you, it's a little little slow right now. I guess you could say I'm I'm ready for football without a doubt. But uh, here lately, I've been I hadn't been able to attend any of it. But I've been reading a good bit about basketball, summer camps, and play dates and tournaments and stuff like that. As the new Albertville coach has come in, and they've had some. Uh, tournaments. They had a big one that they hosted last week, and there were also some games at the beautiful Sand Mountain Park, and Gunnersville's boys and girls have been in some tournaments, even some out of state. So, uh, I don't remember in the past hearing a whole lot about this. I've always heard, you know, in the summer I always think of, like, travel ball and AAU and stuff like that, but it seems like now it's more common for, uh, high schools to put together tournaments and a lot of times they invite and they play teams that you know maybe higher classifications and I think all these uh, tournaments are now playing in the summer to you know build chemistry among the players that will be returning and also you're going to see some talent and competition that you don't see in the regular season because coaches might disagree with me but I would think in these summer tournaments uh, wins and losses is not a huge thing. Of course, everybody always wants to win, but I think it's more of a deal of, you know, building Team your chemistry, chemistry and development. Yeah, yeah, exactly, for the upcoming uh, winter season. So that's going on a lot right now in, in high school. Um, one thing I want to kind of put a plug in that's not only a great thing for the city of Gunnersville, but something that's good for all over Marshall County, and I don't know if y'all talked about it at all, and I really enjoy it because I, I volunteer and help with it every year, but in Gunnersville this weekend is the big Lake Gunnersville Hydrofest mm-hmm. uh, boat racing. Um, it's a lot of fun. If you've never been, I would definitely say you need to come out and uh, see some of that. They, they really hit some high speeds out here on the water. Wow. Wow. So that's coming up this weekend in Gunnersville. So that's a big deal for the, uh, really for the entire county. Yeah. Hydrofest. Really fast boats. They go, what, 200, Greg? From what I've read, they, they can exceed 200 miles an hour. Man. Now, I saw something where the horse record at Gunnersville is about 100 and. 63 or so, and I don't know if that's like a, you know, certain type of race or certain type of boat or, or whatever. I'm far from an expert on it, but uh, they get on up there, and when you watch a race, it actually looks like they're not even touching the water. Wow. Hmm. Can you imagine like, going that fast in a boat uh, on the water? <laughs> no, no thanks. No, <laughs> me neither. <laughs> There's no, a reason I, they're in literal roll cages wearing the full suit thing. Yeah, if you look inside of one of those boats, uh, there, there's not a whole lot of room. There's barely room for somebody to fit down in that, you know, that cockpit or whatever they call it on those things. So, uh, yeah, no thanks. I'll pass on no, that. No, thank you. Wow. <laughs> Well, Greg, we can't thank you enough. You add so much value to this show, and and you know everything going on. I appreciate it, man. Oh, well, I appreciate you guys. I feel like I didn't add a whole lot today. It's kind of a, a little bit of a dead period. Uh, 
hey, I'd like to uh, maybe sometime this fall once mm-hmm. football gets cranked up, maybe actually be live in studio with you guys. Come on. Yeah, we can make it. that happen. Yeah, we'll plan that maybe sometime in uh, maybe a Tuesday in September or something, if that sounds good to y'all. Put it on the calendar. Yeah, <laughs> we'll do it. All right, hey, yeah, just get get me some char burger and I'll be there. Yeah, <laughs> hey, well, it's never regret my life. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> we thank you, Greg. Thanks for calling, man. Thanks, guys. Y'all have a good one. All right. Bye. All right. Greg, he literally knows every sport. He's like statistic genius. Yeah. He really is. He's he's the man with all the answers. He he really when it is. comes to Marshall County sports. He really is. He's uh he does a lot of sports casting over at Gunnersville. Mm. But he keeps up with all the all the schools. So, anyway. Well, we got a few minutes till we get to do buzzer beater. Ain't nobody want knows what you get when I know it's very sad. If you if you know if there's ever been a call. softball question, I know. If there's ever been a lob, well, I'll let you answer this question. What do you get uh, when you guzzle down sweets? No, when you no when you boil water. What do you get when you boil water? Uh huh. Science, science, technology, engineering, and math. <laughs> no. It's an acronym. Steam. There, you, there uh-huh. it is. He's right. <laughs> Our gas, as it is called. So you also get that when you eat Taco Bell. Yes. Ooh. Yes. You get a little more than gas. Very accurate. Very accurate. But you keep on coming back to it. You just can't. Stop. You just can't stop it. It is what it is, man. It's true. Either way, so, so we, I found we, out this week that there's some sort of cooking show uh, across the South. I don't know where it, but the host of it, his his given first name is Steak. That's his legit name. And I'm kind. It's the first time I've ever been like, why isn't that my name? His name is Steak Shapiro. <laughs> I just feel like this is a lie. Is that is that serious? Is that really his name? His daddy really liked that. I was led to believe it was his given name. Okay, it's his nickname. Okay. But the person person I was reading the article from said that his given name was Steak. I guess it was given by someone else other than his parents. They lied to you. (laughs) But still. Liars. Like. Still crazy. Man. It is. Did you guys eat any incredible barbecue this week? Like. You guys are dads. What did what did y'all what did y'all get for Father's Day? How was y'all's Father's Day experience? What'd you get, Steven? Oh, I got all kinds of cool stuff. I got some Alabama shorts. I got some knit shorts. I got a new Alabama hat. I got some uh smell good stuff for my car. Ooh. Nice. I got some peppermint scented hand sanitizer that doesn't smell like alcohol. Cool. When you use it. So yeah. yeah a lot of cool stuff. And a card that sang to me. It was great. What it was did like it sing? Pop up card. Did it sing it a like, certain song? No, uh, you know, it was more instrumental. Uh-huh. It was more instrumental music behind the "Your Number One" kind of thing. It was uh-huh. pretty cool. Pretty great. cool. Did Did you feel loved? I did. I okay. really did. Felt completely taken off guard. I was really surprised. Very nice. Yeah. Very nice. My wife made me a sign. It's a sign, and it. I get emotional 
Yeah, okay, well, I'll read it because yeah, yeah, we can't yeah. have you, you crying on air. Well, is, I mean, she spent a long time on it, but it, it meant a lot to me. So. It says, uh, walk alongside me, Daddy, and hold my little hand. I have so many things to learn that I don't yet understand. Teach me things to keep me safe from danger every day. Show me how to do my best at home, at school, at play. Every child needs a gentle hand to guide them as they grow. So, Daddy, walk alongside me. Uh, we have a long way to go. Love, Josiah and Judah. And there's a footprint from one and a handprint from the other. Yes. And um, my wife, had, my mom has a vinyl machine and she spent hours whittling it. You have to print it off and then pull out and the... whittle it down? Well, that, yeah, kind of. So. Is that why your mom was out on the front porch the other day? She's just whittling yep. it Yep. Yep. But anyway, that's what I got two well, that's, cards that's very sweet and got to eat mexican food all right which i love heck yeah i love mexican food uh, so i went to a good uh, day. to four different sporting goods stores here in the county wife made me um, breakfast it was good to uh to find my dad a brave shirt and a braves hat yeah yeah um you had to go to four different ones were you looking for ones. a particular one or? i was just looking for i was looking for a hat an adjustable hat not not like a new era fitted yeah. hat um because I don't know what my dad's fitted hat size is, and he's not gonna wear a fitted hat, right? Um, so I was looking for. I had to go to. Um, I went to three different of the same kind. Mm-hmm. Of sporting goods store. I won't. Hibbit, hibbit, hibbit. Yeah, <laughs> that one. <clears throat> God love them. Uh, and I, you know, at first I was like, "Do y'all just not have any baseball inventory?" And they're like, "Dude, everyone came and bought it." <laughs> like when the Braves started winning. And I was just like, well, okay. Anyway. Um, so they've been winning. Yeah, you know, we're, we're only, you know, four and a half games back at first. But sure, we're winning. Cool. Anyway. Um, <coughs> so so it, was, it was just kind of a challenge to go find him a uh, a shirt in his size and that hat. But I had to go to three different Hibbets in a Dunham's. And, um, yeah. No luck? No, yeah, I got him. I got him a hat, and I got him. Got him a Ronald Acuna Jr. Uh, jersey. Nice. Yeah. So that's good. Uh, was really tempted to buy myself an Austin Riley jersey, but I did not need to drop that kind of money. Yeah. Uh, anyway, we ready? Seventeen seconds to the sick goose. The sick goose. <laughs> that's what that sounds like. <laughs> By the way, everybody, can I just give away the answer? Yes. Of course. Yeah. Uh, it was ice. <laughs> You lazy people, it was ice. <laughs> and that sound lets you know that it's the but end of the show. We need a veterinarian. <laughs> the goose. To treat that sick goose. That poor uh, goose. That poor goose. From and a silly goose to a sick goose. Yeah, and we're going to tell you where you can find us when this show's over. Uh, you can find us on Facebook at Varsity Radio Show. On the gram at Varsity underscore radio underscore show. On Twitter at Varsity Radio 885. And then podcast everywhere. everywhere. So tomorrow, Stephen turns this into a podcast. Mm-hmm. And all you got to you can listen to it whenever you want. Yep, sir. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Hey, we're so glad that you're here. We hope that you're enjoying the Varsity Summer. Uh, it has been so good. Eddie Vega last last week going trying to become pro. We had uh, Cooper Cooper Self in here self today, today going, going to, to Auburn, Auburn to play baseball. Man. This is uh, whoo! It's been a good man. summer already. 
some good interviews. Some great interviews. Some athletes going big places, doing big things. Yeah, uh, from Marshall County. Right here from Marshall County. Yeah. And, uh, hey, we uh, will be back next week. Same varsity time, same varsity place. Uh, but there's a place that doesn't go away, and that's Charburger. Uh, and so it is open Monday through Saturday, 7 to 7. They're home of the famous Chargrill Wildcat Burger. Chicken fingers, Philly cheesesteak, jumbo crispy onion rings. Then there's B&B Video Games, your one-stop shop for 80s-style arcade and local video game retail store located next to Pizza Hut in Albertville. And then Boaz Non-Cinema, our semi-circle movie experience. That's Boaz Non-Cinema. Hey, check us out later. We're so glad that you came. This is a Varsity Radio Show 88.5. You stay classy and don't you go change it. Bye, Facebook. Bye, Facebook. You're fantastic. It was ice. It was ice. <laughs> ice! <laughs> Just answer the question. Please clap.